Hello, and thank you for listening to Renewables, a podcast by Biostar, which aims to explore the current and future energy landscape in America. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Renewables. I am honored to have Kristen Eady, VP of Enterprise Sustainability from Hallmark Cards, on with us today. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, And as everyone knows, I'm your host, David Smart. We are in now our fourth season of the podcast, and we have a lot of great episodes coming this season. So please stay tuned and make sure and hit that follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, But really, really excited to have Hallmark on the show, a Kansas City company, a company that I think pretty much everyone who listens to this show has interacted with at some point in time, uh, whether it be a greeting card or the Hallmark channel or whatever it be. So we're going to talk a lot about your business today and um, and thank you again for, for making the time. But before we dive in, just tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about your background and journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so, um, you know, I worked at Hallmark for about 22 years, so I really um, have had a long journey at Hallmark, but, you know, one of the reasons I really choose to work at Hallmark is really because it's a family-owned company, so, you know, you can really feel the family um, essence of it as you work work here, and I've, I've felt that now for, you know, more than two decades, but, um, you know, part of it is the purpose of the company, you know, although... It, we will try to, you know, feel like a family with inside. We also believe that we're really helping those people that buy our products to make those emotional connections with one another. And so the purpose is really, really great. And I would say that other, you know, other than caring for our consumers and caring for ourselves as, a, as Hallmark employees, you know, we also care for the planet. So to us, you know, to me, um, um, someone who's passionate about sustainability, that's really important. Um, you know, Hallmark has been around a long time, like since 1910. I think it's a trusted brand, right? And it's kind of an iconic brand that people tend to know. Um, that's one reason that, you know, I really also choose to work here for so long. And I think the only other thing I would say is as this brand, you know, has been more than 100 years, it just continues to evolve and grow and change. And I'm someone who really cares about learning and growing myself. Um, and feel like I constantly want to evolve and change. And so it's just a really good match from from that point of view. That's great. In 22 years, I mean, that is so amazing. And they're fortunate, as I've gotten to know you, I can say, from my perspective, I think they're very fortunate to have you. But uh, you've done a lot of different things for the company. And I think it's interesting, kind of your journey um, through this you know, big corporation, as you put it, that is is constantly evolving. Talk a little bit. We're obviously going to get to the sustainability piece, mm-hmm. and that's why we're here. But talk about how your previous roles have informed your current role at the company. Yeah, so I've definitely had a lot of different kinds of roles within the company, and I would say that they I'm building on them all in my current role and leveraging those skills. So one of the first roles, well, the first role I had in the company was in our manufacturing plant. So we do have a large manufacturing presence within Kansas um, and also distribution within Missouri. So I started in our manufacturing operation, you know, testing a lot of new raw materials for different products and ensuring product quality of all of our raw materials. Um, And then I've also had, after that, many roles within procurement. So I had a lot of exposure to the procurement and the supply chain. I would Mm -hmm. say that even included um, spending four years living in Hong Kong and working with our Asia supply chain. So Mm -hmm. those are definitely opportunities um, that were both 
great for me professionally, but really is unmatched from a learning um, point of view and now really critical to my current role. I also had some exposure to supply chain ethics. So ensuring that our suppliers that are not our own manufacturing operations are really being ethical with their business practices and the way they treat employees. I've also had exposure to product quality and even business process design to make sure we're being really efficient with our operations. So now I would say I partner with a lot of those key roles and in, in, um, functional areas to deliver our enterprise sustainability vision. So just one example I give you is our procurement team. Our procurement team is probably, you know, one of the most critical partners that we have as a sustainability entity, because they're really the ones that are engaging and helping us engage with our suppliers to decarbonize our supply chain and ask our suppliers to work and move to renewable electricity. I also have some experience from, with logistics from my time in Asia, and I would say this is same. We're working on with our transportation providers on how can we move them to lower emission delivery vehicles. And so I would say that's also a key part of uh, my background that I can bring to this role. And then finally, raw materials, you know, as we look at our products and our packaging and we think about how we can do that in a more sustainable way with our products or even, you know, reduce the carbon footprint of those products and packaging, testing new raw materials is very critical. And that was one of my first roles um, within the company. And so I'm really just building on these whole 22 years um, to deliver on this new this new role. Makes sense. And I'm sure the folks in some of the roles that you've been in in the past probably you know, appreciate that you've kind of been in their chair or been in their division and and have done their job. I'm sure that helps, uh, you know, you work jointly together uh, to a common goal. And well, I thought it was so interesting. Uh, you're completing a master's program at Cambridge, of all places, uh, Cambridge University, which mm -hmm. um, I think most people know, and it's focused on sustainability. Tell us about that experience and what that's been like. Yeah, so I started this program about just over a year ago. It's a two-year program um, in sustainability leadership. So yes, it's um, at Cambridge, which is in Cambridge, UK. So um, basically what this program does is it's bringing together, there's about 60 people in our, our cohort, which is our group for the entry year that we came in. Um, and they're coming from all sorts of different leadership roles in different sectors of sustainability. So some are coming from sustainable finance and sustainable finance is really critical to direct investment funds, you know, to um, the investments we need for the future and to really mitigate climate change and move sustainability initiatives. So a lot are coming from sustainable finance. Some are coming from corporate sustainability like me or even government entities who may be, you know, working on different regulation to drive sustainability results or even nonprofit sector. So definitely a lot of leaders from many countries around the world coming together to really share their learnings and best practices and think about how we can partner together to really move sustainability forward around the world. So it's really, um, I've had a lot of those light bulb moments talking to my fellow peers, I would say, and it's really um, helps you invigorate your passion, especially for the urgency of the work that we need to do and the speed that we need to do it. So I would say um, definitely a great program. The only other thing I would add is, you know, um, it's probably more research focused than a lot of sustainability programs people may sign up for. So mm -hmm. the thinking on this is that it's really critical for us as sustainability leaders to be going out and researching and understanding what published research exists on the topic we're needing to make a decision on. So before we make a decision based on maybe some insights inside our own organization, what have other people around the world, what research have they done and what conclusions have they reached 
to help us inform our decision making. And the second one is if we have a really large decision that we need to make or we need to evolve a program, can we go out and do some of our own research, talk to people in similar companies, talk to industry professionals, and what body of knowledge can we build that can help us to make better decisions and be more efficient with our progress? So I would say that's another key part of the program is really thinking about it through a research mindset so that we bring that research from external into our internal organizations to make decisions. That's great. It sounds like it's been a really good experience and wonderful that Hallmark has obviously supported, um, you know, this opportunity for you. How often do you get to the UK? We go twice a year. So I um, so most of the work I do virtually. So either mm-hmm. on my own or with my project team. Um, um, but then we go there twice a year uh, to really have in-depth you know, workshops and to meet a lot of different sustainability people that are, you know, not necessarily from Cambridge, but could be from all areas of the world working in leadership roles for sustainability, come to speak to us and really get our thinking, push us on our thinking. So um, twice a year for that. That's awesome. So let's kind of dive in a little bit more to Hallmark. Obviously, I think most people listening and viewing the podcast have probably purchased a greeting or card or two uh, from the company and everybody, I always think of the gold crown, but it's really evolved over the course of a hundred plus years into Mm -hmm. so much more than a greeting card company. Talk about some of the different lines of business and some of the diversity uh, that the business has, has developed over the course of the past 10 decades. Yeah, sure. So the business, yeah, it, it definitely is known for greeting cards. That's where it started, right, was in that greeting card sector. And that's still a very large part of our business. But now as an enterprise, the Hallmark Enterprise, we actually have four key businesses. So one is the Hallmark Global Business. So the Hallmark Global Business, what we call Hallmark Global, is the traditional Hallmark business. So it has greeting cards, it has Christmas ornaments, it has gift bags and wrapping paper. So all of those things that you use to kind of celebrate those special occasions in your life. But then there's also a second part of the business, which is a well-known brand, but may not, everyone may not know it's connected to Hallmark, is the Crayola brand. So Crayola is a part of the Hallmark enterprise, and their goal is certainly to bring art supplies and toys and really create creatively alive children. So their focus is on education and children and creativity, and they're all part of our Hallmark brand as well. And then the Hallmark Hallmark Media, which is the Hallmark Channel movie production, that is part of the Hallmark brand, and I get to work with them on enterprise sustainability as well. And then the fourth sector is really more local to Kansas City, Missouri, where our headquarters is, and that's Crown Center. So Crown Center is a retail and also an office complex area um, right by our headquarters, and they are also a key partner and a key component of our uh, of our entity. Well, I think most listeners and viewers are also probably familiar with Crayola. There are certainly a lot of Crayola products in my house right now with a two and a half year old and a 10 month old. And I so appreciate uh, knowing that they can be doing watercolors or whatever sort of um, there's all sorts of good washable paint and things that aren't going to stain my furniture. So thank you for that. Uh, I've been amazed. You uh, put a lot, a lot of focus on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And safety there's all these... as well. I mean, safety of the products is like top. top sure, product. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, just the other day, um, I think yesterday, my little 10-month-old, we found him with some paint kind of all over his face and all over his shirt. And uh, 
but we we knew it was a safe product and there was no concern and there were no stains on the furniture. So I appreciate that very much. Uh, they find plenty of things to stain the furniture with, but the Crayola <laughs> products are not the issue. So um, yeah, it's amazing the the diversification. And of course, our Kansas City folks will all know uh, Crown Center and the Sea Life Aquarium and some of the amazing things you can do down there. Another p- great place to take your toddlers. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, appreciate you explaining that. And I think um, you know really interesting sort of the different ways that the the business is diversified. And um, my wife, I think, would also you know, she really likes the Hallmark Channel, I can tell you that. I don't watch quite as much as she does, but um, really interesting that the different kind of sections of the business and how you've been able to grow the business. So let's mm-hmm. dive into sustainability. That's why we're here. We're focused mm-hmm. on, um, you know, obviously we talk about a lot of renewable, renewable energy and sustainability. We talk about how companies sort of are constantly evolving and renewing themselves to make sure that they're you know, going to be maximally valuable and important for the next 100 years. So talk about Hallmark's sustainability vision, sort of the plan that you all have put together and and how you're going to achieve it. Okay, great. So I guess what I would say is Hallmark has definitely been sustainability minded for a long time. We've spent a lot of time on energy efficiency, um, working on reducing our waste, Um, certainly sustainable forestry for our products. And that's been a focus for a while, but we did have an exciting year last year where we really, I would say, achieved a big milestone and launched a new vision. So that's what I'm going to talk more about today. But so um, last April, we actually had applied um, and then got approved for our science-based target. So if anybody's not familiar with the science-based target initiative, this is an organization that um, really is a partnership between the United Nations Global Compact, as well as Carbon Disclosure Project and some other large sustainability nonprofits. And their goal is to get businesses um, and organizations to set aggressive greenhouse gas reduction targets um, to to basically align those targets with what climate scientists say is necessary to prevent those damaging impacts to the planet as a result of climate change. So we had applied for our target and had it approved in April. So that was great. milestone for us. So the target that was approved was basically on our own owned operations and facilities, we would reduce our emissions by 46.2%. And on our value chain, which is like our scope called our scope three emissions. So these are all of our indirect emissions, they could be coming from things like our manufacturing our products outside our own facilities. It could be um, from employees commuting to work or business travel or transportation of our products from our suppliers. All of these emissions were going to reduce by 27.5% by 2030. So these were our goals um, that we established. And so this was a great um, moment for us where we had had previously internal goals. We um, now have an established external goal with an international organization. And then in order to deliver those goals, we also launched our new four-point sustainability plan. And so there's four key pillars on the plan. And the first one is product and content. So basically looking at how we can redesign our products and also our movie production, that's the content element, to really reduce the greenhouse gas emissions that originate and are created by the, the products and content production. And then the second one is renewable energy. So how can we use more renewable electricity? And then also how can we work with our suppliers to do the same? The third one was sustainable forestry. So sustainable forestry has been important to us for a long time, but we wanted to set some new standards around 
making sure we had zero deforestation. And so we've um, really um, set that as a goal. And what, you know, reason this is so important to us is not is really because forests are really one of those levers we have that trees can really absorb some of those greenhouse gas emissions. And so we know that preserving wild forests is very critical. Um, and that's why sustainable forest is, is still um, one of those key levers on our plan. And then the fourth one was transportation. So that's really making sure we have very efficient transportation networks and low emission vehicles for our deliveries wherever possible by 2030. Excellent. Well, it certainly is an aggressive goal and by 2030, um, you know, reducing your own emissions by nearly 50%. An amazing goal. Talk about, it's just been um, a little over a year, I guess, since, since you sort of outlined this four-point plan, but talk about, you, you've already had some great accomplishments. Tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about where you've already accomplished some of your goals. Okay, sure. So, um, you know, after we launched that goal um, in April, even in fourth quarter last year, so right, really right afterward, we did a few key things. So first we did um, launch our new supplier program. So we launched a program with our suppliers asking them to start to move to renewable electricity. So definitely all the electricity used in our external suppliers factories for raw materials or some product production that doesn't occur in our own manufacturing, that electricity is part of our greenhouse gas footprint. It's part of those scope three indirect emissions. So sure. we do need them to also reduce their greenhouse gas emissions and renewable electricity in their factories is the, the key lever for that. So we mm -hmm. did launch that program with them, letting them know that that was a new expectation we had of our key suppliers um, between now and 2030. So that was one key milestone. Another key milestone, because we knew another heavy lift of this is really redesigning our products. So we worked with Hallmark um, and Crayola to start thinking about what are the action plans for how we can reduce the carbon footprint of our products and packaging. And so we do have some action plans in place and now we're starting to implement those. A third thing is really Hallmark Media. Hallmark Media um, identified a greenhouse gas calculator that they can use to measure the green, like basically the emissions that occur as a result of their movie production. And mm. we've been doing that pilot and really starting to understand what are the, you know, what is our standard emissions for a movie production? And then we plan to start to um, implement some improvements in 2024 once we've got our baseline established. And the other key area I would say we've made um, great progress and actually even before this vision was launched, we were making some progress is really renewable electricity. So, you know, Crayola started this journey for us, um, kind of lit our excitement for this back in 2010 when they did implement a solar array for a portion of the electricity for their uh, manufacturing plant. And so that was really well known within our enterprise as really a key project, as key sustainability project that was quite visible. And then in 2020, they transitioned all of the U.S. operations to renewable electricity. And when they did that, then the Hallmark business was really starting on their journey. And so in 2021, our distribution center for Hallmark um, moved to renewable electricity from a wind farm out in western Kansas. And then actually just this summer, just um, we have just transitioned all the Hallmark Global U.S. facilities to renewable electricity. So as well as our Hallmark media offices. So we're really now um, with this new goal in place, trying to take um, really uh, assertive strides to make progress against our goal. And our goal is to be 100 percent renewable electricity across all our global facilities. Excellent. And um, I wanted to ask you just a little bit about the new supplier renewable energy program, because this is something we've been hearing a lot of corporations talk about. It's not mm -hmm. just us. It's our supply chain. How did those conversations go? Were your suppliers 
pretty open and receptive? Did you have pushback? I'm just kind of curious how how they took the news that there was sort of a new expectation. Yeah, you know, interestingly, we also had the same question, you know, after before we had this, well, I wonder what this response is going to be, uh, how supportive mm-hmm. it will be. And actually, we have had nothing but support from the suppliers. I would say some of them I've already received requests like this from other customers. So this is, you know, one more request um, to further justify that there are any investment in this area that they need to make. So this sure. is, you know, further validation of that. Some suppliers, maybe they hadn't received this request from other companies before, and so they have questions, certainly. Sure. So I would say it's not that there was any pushback, but there might be like, where do I start? Who should I talk to first? Where do I go for renewable energy? And when we did roll it out, we did do some education about, you know, what are the different avenues you could take around, could you buy renewable energy credits? And if you do, they might, here are some standards we would ask you to look for, or you could do your own installation, but it's really to them to determine what's the best investment and what the best strategy for them to reach that goal. Sure. Well, kudos to Hallmark for being a leader and, um, you know, certainly corporations like Hallmark, uh, we've already seen start to lead the way, but we'll continue to need to lead the way in sort of driving that supply chain adoption. So that's great and glad to hear that it was it was well received and uh, that you all are, you know, not just sort of laying down a mandate, but also helping educate uh, folks about options and about how they can go about meeting these goals. So you've talked about some of your achievements, which are fantastic. Talk about some of, you know, what you view are the most important goals that are yet to be achieved and where there's still work to be done. Yeah, so for us, I would say the two most important, I mean, there's many important things, but probably the two that would rise to the top for me um, are really around one, the supplier program. So like I mentioned, we launched it, you know, just under a year ago, and we have suppliers starting to take action and doing research, but really to get all of our key suppliers um, to move to renewable electricity um, by 2030 and to make the progress we need to deliver our science-based target there's still a ton of work to be done there around educating suppliers. Could be some suppliers will need more direct help from us um, and support. So I would say that um, engagement of the suppliers is still plenty of work to be done. That's really critical to delivering our goals. The second thing is really, although we set some action plans last year around how to redesign our products to reduce their carbon emissions, I would say there's still a lot of work to be done there. So we're implementing those plans, but they're not at retail yet, right? And then also just to continually improve them and come up with more and more ideas between now and 2030, because we do, that's, we're relying on those redesign of products as one of the biggest um, contributors to achieving our goals. So I would say those two things are really important. Yeah, and I I could imagine just between the different, sectors of the business, there's a lot of products to redesign. So I'm sure that's quite a team. Which ones and then, you know, it's important to redesign them, but not sacrifice the quality, right? So we want to do that um, in a really careful way. So typically this podcast is, it's certainly not meant to be self-serving for Biostar. It's meant to feature our guests and their great businesses. Uh, But I am have to ask the question, do you have any big announcements that you can share today? Well, actually we do. So, um, you know, we recently announced, which is great, um, that we are going to be building a solar array at our Lawrence plant, um, which is where we make our greeting cards. 
this uh, solar array is um, in partnership with Biostar. And so we're just really excited to be able to um, bring this and, and um, make this go live in 2024. Yeah, we are really excited as well. And thank you so much for your partnership. It's really amazing to be doing work right in our backyard, um, you know, both from a kind of legislative and regulatory standpoint, Kansas and Missouri have not been historically the garden spot, if you will, uh, for solar development. And also we benefit in the Midwest from very low utility rates. And so we haven't seen as much adoption, but over the course of the last couple of years, we're seeing more and more projects uh, start to make a lot of sense right in our backyard, which is really exciting for us. Uh, so tell our listeners and viewers a little bit more about the project. Sure. So this solar array is going to be just under one megawatt. So um, it is going to power just a portion of the electricity needs for that Lawrence manufacturing plant. Um, so it will help us in reaching that goal. We have around 100% renewable electricity across all our global operations. But that's not the only reason we're really doing this project. For us, it's really important that we um, are creating some new infrastructure. We want to do that. Um, and secondly, it's really about the visible commitment that this solar array um, brings to us. So to for our employees, for the community, um, even for visitors to our, to our plant, uh, we really want to demonstrate our commitment to renewable electricity in a tangible way. Um, and so we really feel this solar array is going to do that. So we're really excited um, to bring it to life soon. Likewise, and it's going to be really well located right next to your plant in Lawrence. We're so excited to see it come to life as well. You know, there are thousands of companies and executives like yourself who are trying to figure out, A, what is our goal You've described your process for sort of evaluating your emissions and setting your goals. But then more importantly, okay, now how do we go execute these goals? And they're looking at so many different options. And I can imagine uh, that it can be a bit overwhelming. You know, there's you're, you're trying to run your business and focus on your core business. And now, um, you know, there's such an increased focus on setting and delivering on these types of goals. So, Tell our listeners and viewers and for other folks who might be evaluating similar types of projects, just a little bit about the process of developing this project, how you decided ultimately to pursue on-site solar, and how did you, quote, take it to market, if you will? Sure. So, you know, probably one of the original um, drivers of this was really the experience we had with our Crayola Solar Array that was put in in 2010. So, we would say, you know, there was so much passion for sustainability built within our company as a result of that solar array. So I think it was something that employees um, and that we could also share, you know, with our other external business partners. It was really showing our commitment to renewable electricity and to sustainability. And um, it's just something that really put a passion in some of our leaders, um, including me, but definitely even some of our leaders who have experience at Crayola and are even now with the Hallmark business. So it was certainly something um, that was a driver for why we wanted to do this now within the Hallmark business. 
Um, and as far as how we approached it, I would say, you know, we definitely needed like any company to determine what were our requirements. And we were certainly going to leverage what learnings we had from that Crayola solar array. But certainly things have changed in the past 10 years. So we had new learnings to develop. And so we talked to a lot of different um, people. And like all companies who are looking to make a big purchase, we did do, you know, those are an RFP and ultimately evaluate those proposals and make that decision um, based on, you know, who's the right partner from a customer service perspective, and then also, of course, cost. So um, I think those were, um, it was a pretty traditional route, but ultimately the decision to do solar, I would say, is from the passion of our internal leadership and our experience at Crayola. That's excellent. Well, thank you, and thank you, and thank you for your partnership. We're very excited to be starting construction on this project a little bit later this year. Um, it, it's a great project for us and a great project for Hallmark and really a great project for the greater community. And I will just say, as we start to wrap up here, uh, you know, as somebody who's born and raised in Kansas City, I've lived in both Kansas and Missouri, uh, a huge shout out and thank you to Hallmark. You have manufacturing uh, facility in Kansas, as you mentioned, and a big distribution facility in Missouri and really an important part of the you know business landscape in our community. So uh, I would say you absolutely are, are making that visible commitment. And I really look forward to uh, my first, you know, KU basketball day. Again, I'll take a slightly different right route to Lawrence now so that I can drive right by, by and the show array on my way. Whoever in you're town. in the car with, show them, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a great episode. It's really great to learn more about uh, Hallmark sustainability plans beyond just renewable energy, which you've made already a huge splash in. Uh, as you discussed. So really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for inviting me, David. Of course. Everyone listening and viewing this episode, thank you as well. We could not make this happen if it weren't for our listeners and viewers who continue to tune in week after week, season after season. We are very appreciative um, and make sure to hit that follow button wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss an episode. This has been another episode of Renewables, and I'm your host, David Smart. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Hello, and thank you for listening to Renewables, a podcast by Biostar, which aims to explore the current and future energy landscape in America. 